Amen. Thank you, Patty. What a blessing. We're in John 15 tonight. Verses 1 through 8. As we're going to look at growing in Christ. There is a difference between growing old in the Lord and growing up in the Lord. God wants us to grow up in Him. To become strong in Him. And to walk with Him. And we're going to look at that tonight. A wonderful passage of Scripture. John 15. The first eight verses, one through eight. So I'm going to ask when you find that to stand in God's honor as I read the text aloud. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, He is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you may bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Let's pray. Father, thank you that tonight we can come together, Father. To enjoy you. As Thomas said this morning, Father, we are called to love you, worship you. And may that happen, Father, tonight. I I just work. Thank you for this opportunity, Father, to be together, to fellowship afterward. And, Father, just teach us from your word. In your name we pray. Amen. Years ago, in one of the Rose Bowl parades... One of the floats stopped right in the middle of the parade. And there, you know, this big float. And it took a while in order to get uh, the float working and the parade moving again. It turned out the problem was the float simply ran out of gas. And what was interesting was the float was the Standard Oil Company. Now we know it's Chevron. So here we have this large oil company that has all the resources necessary and their float ran out of gas. We have all the resources to help us to live life as God wants us to enjoy it. To know his blessings and to know his heart. And and tonight as we look at his scripture, we're going to look at three areas in this text. There is the concept of pruning. There is fruit bearing and there is the idea of abiding, remaining in God and remaining in his word. That is so key. And first, let's look uh, just at the text itself. Jesus speaking, he says, I'm the true vine. You see, life comes when we're connected to Jesus Christ. He is the foundation, as it says in 1 Corinthians 3.10. And no other foundation can be laid except Jesus Christ. He's the foundation. He's the vine. And it says, my father is the gardener. 
The one that brings growth, the one that allows us to, to grow up is God. It's the Heavenly Father as He works. He's the gardener. He says He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. This word, it's interesting here, this word prune is similar to in verse 3 where he says you're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Both words have a concept of being clean. First, to prune is the idea of the verb to to clean up. It's that ongoing process of of cleaning. But in this case, of pruning and, and taking away from the vine so that it will be in position to bear fruit. There are some... Branches that need to be removed. There are some that are dead that have to be completely cut away. There are others that have to be cut back so that it can be in a position to grow. You know, it's it's crazy. Uh, I know we just recently uh, pruned our peach tree. And I mean, that peach tree, it had got lots of peaches and, and branches everywhere. And Cindy's dad, he grew up in a farm in Alabama, so he said, you know, Dad, prune this thing for us because, you know, I'm liable to destroy the tree. He knows what he's doing. So he gets out there and he prunes it, and it's like, man, he just about cut off. Where's our tree? You know, <laughs> he really cut that tree back. And, and you know, it's already growing back. It's amazing how fast it grows back after you think, man, he just cut everything away. God's pruning process, his cleaning process, he, he begins to cut away what needs to be cut away in our lives so that we can be in a position to bear fruit for him. That may be uh, distractions, things that take our time that we think are primary, <laughs> that we think we can't live without, but we can. And sometimes, you know, he just changes our schedule. He's in charge of our schedule. We don't even realize it. And he changes our schedule so that's no longer the priority. I know that happens a lot of times when somebody gets sick. It's amazing to me when somebody gets sick. Suddenly, all that stuff I had to do, I don't have to do anymore. Because I want to be with my loved one. Or it may not only be distractions. He may also, there, there may be sins that he deals with us on. And, and they're hindering what God wants to do in our lives. They're hindering the work that he wants to do through us. And so he convicts us and, and, and he, he grabs a hold of our hearts and he says, you know, this has to be cut out. This has to be removed so that I can work through your life. It's in the way. And, and so it, it, it needs to be removed. You know, I love this in verse 3 because to me, verse 3 is a comfort. You know, sometimes when God is doing his pruning work, it is easy sometimes to get discouraged. Sometimes I look at myself and, and I'll think of areas in my life and I'll think, you know, Freeman, you're just stupid sometimes. You keep doing this same thing over and over again and I've set you free from it, but you keep doing it again. And sometimes I beat myself up. You know, and and and, and I, God's Trying to speak to me. But I just beat myself up. And that's why I love verse 3 here. Because in verse 2. He talks about that cutting away. Which is done in order to put us in a place. Where we can. Be fruitful for him. But verse 3. Is the comfort of saying. That it's it's really not about. What we earn for him. The bearing fruit's not what makes God. 
happy. It's not what impresses him. The bare fruit comes from a relationship of being connected with him. And, and he says, you're already clean. In other words, it is not our effort to become clean. It is not that work that he is pruning that makes us clean. He says, you're already clean. That's what the cross is about. And that's what the hope is about. Man, when the accuser comes and just beats you up, you know, and, and, and you say, all right, all right, I'm a sinner. you got to remember, Jesus paid for it in full. The idea is not that the pruning process and the things that need to be fixed in your life, that God doesn't love you and that you're a failure and that, and, and, and that just give up. No, you're already clean because of the cross. You see, when God looks upon us, when we have trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, we're covered. We are fully covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And His grace has given us what we could not possibly earn. So what He's saying here is not to earn grace. It's to yearn for it. God, may I yearn for you. May I have just that heart for you. Just a, the heart that loves you. Um, the pruning is not Punishment. It is, it is God's way of helping us know His full blessing. Sometimes what He is doing, we think, man, God is hurting me. No, He, he just has to do this in order to get you where you can experience Him more fully. And where He can use you to be His vessel more completely. That's what it is about. That is what He is up to. And, and notice that uh, branches don't prune branches. You know, we kind of looked at that this morning. Job's friends... Wanted to prune Job. They wanted to, you know, pick out exactly where Job's problem was and fix him. God is the pruner, not me, not you. As, as as we look at that work, that as He works. Now let's look at the fruit bearing. Um, it says so that it will be even more fruitful. The idea of God working and bearing fruit in our lives. He says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Some people say, what is the fruit? Well, some have suggested, like in Proverbs 11.30, that it's the gospel being shared. It is lives coming to Christ, evangelism, you know. And, and Proverbs eleven twenty says, "The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise." But as you look at this scripture, as you look at the context of the scripture, sharing Jesus, people coming into His kingdom, is one aspect of a broader picture. The real broad picture is that we need to be properly connected to Jesus Christ. We need to walk with Him. We need to follow His steps. We need to be in His Word. And His Word needs to be in us. There is this vital connection of life. This source of power that is more than what we have. It is God. And, and as He works in us, He's the vine. We're the branches. That Our call is to remain in Him. And, and when we do that, that's when the fruit, will occur. That's when the fruit will grow from our lives is when we're properly connected to Him. Now, what is the fruit? Galatians 5, 22. Uh, turn there with me. Uh, many of you guys are familiar with this. But the fruit of the Spirit, we are given 
insight into what it looks like. <laughs> In uh, Galatians 5.22, we're told, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Hey, when you are walking close with Jesus and you're vitally connected to Him, there's love. Joy. You don't look like you've been baptized in pickle juice all the time. There's a joy that flows from your life. Peace. It's not that there's no storm. It's that there's peace in the storm. Patience. This is where the devil gets me, guys. Patience. Kindness. And we should be a kind people. Goodness. Goodness comes from doing the right thing. It's a, it's a goodness, you know, doing the right thing. Faithfulness. The fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. A faithfulness to God. Gentleness. That's power under control or meekness. It, it's that idea not of, of weakness, but an idea that that strength is harnessed to God. And self-control. Against such things, there's no law. This is what it looks like when we're walking with Jesus. This is, this is the type of fruit that comes from our lives. <laughs> this is how we're recognized. How God's glorified. Now, I like it as it goes on, though. He says in verse 24, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I love that. He, he says, if, you, if you're going to walk in the Spirit, follow His steps. Keep in step there. March with the Master. Verse 26, let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. This is not about me being better than you. This is about us walking with the Master, with Jesus Christ. This is what it looks like when, when the fruit is, is flowing from our lives. When we're walking with Him. When we're connected to Him. We can do nothing. It says in John 15, 5. But when we're connected with Him. We bear much fruit. That's, that's what happens. And that's the abiding part. This third part. To remain in Him. To abide in Him. To be connected with Him. It, it comes by being in His Word. It comes by His Word being in us. And it... it it is produced not by saying the fruit, you know, well, I'm going to love. Or I'm going to exhibit great peace. That's not how it works. It's Jesus, I want to be like you. It's God, fill my life. Holy Spirit, capture me. Lord, show me your love. Father, keep me close to you. And as that happens, I begin to exhibit love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That, that begins to become what I look like. becomes who I am. My identity becomes clear as I walk in that truth. You know, you don't walk up to a fruit tree and say, All right, time to start producing fruit. Get to it. Not the way it works. The fruit naturally grows because the tree's healthy. And because it is just natural for the fruit to grow from a healthy tree. As there is a connection and the fruit grows. And when we are vitally connected to the living God through Jesus Christ. That is a sign of spiritual health. And as a result of that, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Guys, it just comes out of us. It is the mark of the Master 
that He is in us, that we are abiding with Him, and that His fruit is able to grow. Now, look as we go through the Scripture here. uh, Verse 6, He says, If anyone does not remain in Me, He's like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. He says, This is about walking with Jesus. If you want to grow in Christ... There has to be life. You have to be connected to the life. To to the source of eternal life. And that's Jesus. There's nowhere else to be connected. There's nowhere else to have that vital life. He is the life. What did he say? He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Guys, that's how he works. Notice what he says here. um, Verse 7. I love this. He says, if you remain in me. And my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish. And it will be given you. That's, that's how you are to pray. You say, well, what do I pray for? The key is to seek God. It's not to earn Him. It's to yearn for Him. Say, God, teach me. You know, I'm in here and I'm reading and I'm praying. And I'm saying, God, I want to yearn for you, God. Show me your heart. Show me what you care about. Reveal to me your truth. And then when you pray, the prayer is answered not because God says, man, that Todd's something special. I'm going to answer him. It's because then my heart begins to line up with his heart. And what I ask for is what he wants. I'm simply seeking what he wants me to seek. And when that happens, it lines up and prayer's answered. Man, it's a great thing. I was, uh, you know, I was emotional this morning. I had told him in Sunday school, such a blessing. Cindy and I, we try to pray most mornings. We got to pray, and it was really neat this morning because uh, Lydia and Daniel both prayed with us. And it was just a blessing. I thought, that's so great, you know. Because my heart yearning, now what is better than to be with your family that you love and to hear people pray from the heart and, and, and pray in such a way where your spirit says, man, they love Jesus. I'm such a wreck anyway. But, you know, I was crying. I was saying, God, this is what I want, God. I long for the day I'd love to see for everybody in my family to love you and to be able to come together. And they're just that, you know, that connection connected to you. And as it's meant to be, as it's supposed to be, uh, But as we're connected, when we pray, it's answered. And notice what he says here in verse 8. This is my Father's, to my Father's glory, that you bear fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciple. What is this glory, God's glory? That love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This comes out of us. Because we're connected to Jesus. That, that's that, that's what he that's what pleases him. That's what he he loves. I, I thought of Psalm twenty three. You know that we know so well. Lord's my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I can go on, but the point of that is the shepherd's at work. He's the one that's he's leading. <laughs> He's the one that puts me down, you know, in that pasture, you know, at, at the right time. He's the one that restores my soul. He's the one that guides me in the paths of righteousness. And it's for His namesake. It's for His glory. 
Amen. And then I thought of Psalm 1. said, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Or stand in the way of mockers. Or sit in the seat of sinners. But his delight is on the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water. Whose leaf does not wither. God works as we're connected to Him, as His Word remains in us, and we in His Word, and, and then the fruit of the Spirit pours out of our lives, and we grow up in Him, and there's a transformation that occurs. That's His heart. That's what He wants from us. Let's pray. God, uh, thank You for a little bit of time, Father, to look at this wonderful section of Scripture, Lord. Father, You tell us that the Christian life is not about what we can earn. Never has been. Quite honestly, we can't earn enough. That's why Jesus came. That's why he died upon a cross. That's why he showed hope by the resurrection. That's why he <laughs> prays for us and says, Come to me and find life and continues to pray on our behalf. What beautiful truth. Until we're in his presence for all of eternity. Father, I just, as I think tonight, Father, we don't want to just grow old in you. We want to grow up in you, Lord. We don't want to be just a church that talks about you. We want to be a church that remains in your word, in your word in us. Father, we want to see you move among us. And Father, for that to happen, it means we must yearn for you to change us and transform us, God. And I just pray that, Father, tonight. Maybe someone here for the first time said, I'm ready to bow to Jesus, receive him into my heart, to be forgiven and to start that wonderful journey of hope and life that only Jesus gives. Maybe there are others here who just need to be revitalized and renewed. As Daniel shared this morning, Father, it just wasn't where I was supposed to be. Father, maybe that's someone else's testimony tonight. No better time than now to get there. Say yes to you. Father, maybe someone needs to come and pray at this altar. I don't know, Lord. But I do know there's no better place to be than close to Jesus. So I pray, Father, that you would draw us close to you. In your name we pray. Amen.